to the Virtual Ball Boys podcast. My name is Chris, and I'm joined once again by my good friend, Matt. I'm getting dangerously close to quarantine, uh, stay-at-home stuff that I'm considering starting Survivor from the beginning and just watching it all the way. <laughs> oh, man. Like, are, are you you have the time, you mean? that like you're gonna... I have the time. I'm so, I'm so, like, bleh with everything, and I'm just... I I don't know if it's a good idea or not. You you should. I I've heard that this the early seasons are pretty interesting. I mean, just in comparisons to the new uh what it is now. Like, um, I I I I haven't I've not seen uh anything before Samoa. So I really I do want to also eventually do something like that. I I've been watching a lot of like Survivor content on YouTube, so like I I have a a good understanding of the early seasons but yeah. it would just it would be interesting to go back and just see how things started because my earliest my earliest memory is is watching all stars which was season eight um actually no i watched the finale of amazon because one of the finalists was named matt and matt didn't win so i was upset <laughs> <laughs> that was your reasoning for 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 shooting in for that i was the... <laughs> like i don't know how old i was but no, i was I, like we, I was we like all eight. have weird, weird we all have weird reasons <laughs> when we're young i was just i just thought that was yeah. funny um yeah. we um you know it's it's funny because it, it, it's I, i'm glad that you brought survivor up because uh we how we started doing podcasting i believe the first podcast that we did in some capacity it, was a survivor thing it was yeah yeah and then we we all we had we were doing Survivor, trying to do Survivor twice a year. Although we ended up probably getting busy during the fall, um, trying to do Survivor to, during the two the those two seasons. The one, did, two, did, we did like, we did it for at least three. I forget which. Uh, we might have done more. I know we did Worlds Apart. I know we did Koran, and I know we did Game Changers. Did we do the one before Worlds Apart? Um. I don't think so. I, I the only I, honestly, I feel like the only one that I remember I have a vivid memory of was the one. It was that one guy that like everyone hated in his camp, and he just steamrolled to the end and won the whole thing. By oh, that was challenges. Mike. That was Worlds Apart. That was Worlds you kept Apart. saying red yeah. collar. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because we didn't do we didn't do San Juan del Sur, which was um the Blood versus Water season, and then we didn't do Millennials versus Gen X. So it was just those three of Worlds Apart, Cambodia, and Koran. But anyways, welcome everyone to the Virtual Ball Boys podcast. Uh, we are today, uh, figured we'd actually kind of carry uh, what we were doing with the Who Stand Out segment and kind of carry it into next week. We kind of did like a quick recap of 16 teams, uh, so I figured let's just do the other 16, and we'll start right away with that. Um, and we'll kind of sprinkle in the news, some of the news that has happened over the course of the last... Uh, week or so, uh, we'll kind of sprinkle it in to the uh, into our lineup of what we're talking about. But I do want to lead uh, with what has been kind of the story of this week, uh, which has been players opting out of uh, the NFL out of the NFL season this year. Um, you saw a good fraction of the Patriots, uh, about six or seven players, especially their higher profile players like Dante Hightower, Patrick Chung. Uh, their fullback, uh, 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 Danny Vital, um, mm-hmm. uh, a few, a few other guys, Brandon Bolden, I believe. The, the, a few, a lot of those guys for the Patriots out. So that was the team that was hit hardest by that. We also had David Williams, uh, the starting running back for the Chiefs, opting out. Uh, we saw Devin Funchess, the guy that was the uh, the Packers cop out at wide wide receiver, uh, the cop out at wideout. 
I should say. Um, he's out uh, for this season. Uh, oh, Marcus Cannon for the Patriots also gone. The, the offensive tackle and uh, yeah. the first the first player to actually opt out. The doctor himself, uh, Lawrence Duv- uh, Duvernay Tardif. I think is how you pronounce his name. I could be wrong about that. I'll look into that. But um, he he as a doctor. Uh, is opting out and for his health, but I also think that he's he might even be helping in this pandemic as well, uh, which is uh, really wonderful to hear. Uh, but I hope he stays safe. Um, so, what's your reaction to all of this? It's not surprising. I think the mm-hmm. the I'm actually a little surprised that the number's not higher in terms of the number of people who are deciding to opt opt out. It's it's interesting to me that so many of the early ones were on the Patriots though. I don't know. It does. Say, it, it really surprises me for the Patriots because I'm like, I. I mean, I. I. I like you. What? I feel like everyone wants to read a little too in, more into it, but like I, at the same time, it's just like we. Everyone has their own reasons, and they're all valid to to try to you know opt out of the season to avoid, um, any potential, um, you know, health risks that you're going to be, be good dealing with uh, when you go out on the field, um. I, it is it is very strange that it is it seems it seems very centralized um on where the where the patriots are uh it, totally you know they, like they, like it's it's like it seems it, it's very strange that, that that team was hit the hardest um but i you know I, again like i like i said i think i don't think that we've seen the last of it in fact i think we we might get a bombshell or two still i mean they they the deadline is not even set for this. Uh, it's basically a week after the NFLPA signs uh, this, the CBA, uh, which the PA has not necessarily signed it yet. Um, I think they're still negotiating just a little bit of things. Um, nothing major, but once the once the Players Association signs, uh, players will have a week after the signage uh, to opt out. Um I think if as the deadline gets closer, whenever that is, that's when you're going to see big names fall. And what like mm. what's going to happen when a starting quarterback gets, you know, decides, you know what, I can't do it. Uh, this is this is going to be this is going to be hard to do. And I I won't I won't put myself or my family at risk. I'm opting out. Like what is that going to do to a team? Like there's so there's so many factors that we don't know yet. Um Yeah. But it's but no matter what, like those, anyone who opts out of the season is valid, and I, I don't like hearing otherwise. Same here. Um, and you you also mentioned you were mentioning before the podcast about Damian Williams. Why is his yeah, opt out so, so interesting? Yeah, so his opt out is really interesting, at least for fantasy related stuff, and that's where most of my news sphere is on football. Um, because mm-hmm. Clyde Edwards Hilaire now their first round pick. Was probably going to take over eventually, but was still definitely going to play behind Williams, the should-have-been Super Bowl uh, MVP. Um, just going just gonna to put that out there. Um, <laughs> but now that Damien is out, um, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is an excellent uh, uh, fantasy option just because he's going to get a lot of use and they're going to see what they have in him really early, and I think he's going to be great, and it's cool that he's now going to kind of get this opportunity. Yeah. I w- we'll talk more about the chiefs in, in a little bit. Um, 
but yeah, it's 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 definitely it's gonna be interesting to see because that that's a, that's a, a, a kind of like a preseason competition um, that has kind of been washed away now because I mean who else do you go with at that point? I mean the guy is clearly a star. Uh, and yeah. Hilaire, he's your first round pick. Like you know, it, it, you have to rely on him. Uh, and, and real quick before we dive right into the teams, I just want to correct a pronunciation. His name is Laurent Duvernay Tardif, the off the offensive guard uh, for the Chiefs, who go. opted out of uh, the first one to opt out. Um, all right, let us move on. We're gonna yeah, so we're gonna start uh, kind of like tying in the rest of the teams that we didn't talk about last week. Kind of figured. Um, you know, we didn't want to leave any teams uh, out of the mix now because we, you know, it's you know, it's it's regardless of whether or not it's going to happen, we are getting closer to football season if things remain the way they are. So it's kind of good to kind of refresh ourselves on all of the teams uh, as we see it right now. So uh, let us start with uh, we're going to go with reverse uh, division order this time. We're going to go start with the NFC North this time. Uh, and why don't you start, Matt, with the Lions? I'll start with the Lions. Uh, this is a weird team to talk about. They drafted uh, DeAndre Swift relatively high, despite having Kerryon Johnson, who people thought could be the this next like great Lions running back who they haven't had since Barry Sanders. But clearly not working out for them. I think that the this team will live and die from Matthew Stafford. Because... Despite the rest of the team around him, Matthew Stafford might be the best playing quarterback in the division. And that's the division with Aaron Rodgers. I think Matthew, Matthew Stafford, when healthy, that's played better than Aaron Rodgers did last year. Or at, I, least was, at least was used better than Aaron was. I don't completely disagree. It's just <laughs> a hard thing. It's just a hard statement oh, I know. to make. I know. <laughs> but Matthew, Matthew Stafford no, is, is, is a talented quarterback, and I think that uh, no, he's at, no, that that's no doubt, that's no doubt. Yeah, and if they if they uh, get some things together on defense, they may have a chance to compete. But I I, I doubt they'll be super successful. I don't know. This is I, I, this is a weird I team. I honestly key. I want to I want to see them lose because I want to see Matt Patricia go because I hate Matt Patricia. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yes, that's, that's that's what I was gonna say, touch on that like. That's he's one of those hot seat coaches at this point, which it's it, that's it's I, it seems kind of harsh. I mean, I know, I mean, I know that all these all these coaches and players they're they're being paid millions of dollars and like all those dollars that should be going to like these to the people on the front lines right now um, of things, but I, I it does seem harsh to think that if a team does not succeed this year, that they would fire a coach. Because yeah. of the circumstances and how everything is just so strange right now. I mean, if you if you have a pretty normal NFL season, which I highly doubt, um, like then yeah, I I would understand it. But if things get shortened, um, if, if things get like tossed around and it's just it, everything just becomes so unusual, it it's hard for me to hear an organization justify a firing, but. I would if you really don't see it with their with the coach, and I feel like Matt Patricia is kind of that guy that's like he has he has had so many like already like people kind of talking about how he really is. It's not easy to get along with him, mm -hmm. um, 
all these kind of storylines uh, that have come out of the locker room there that are, are not paid to him in a great light, where I definitely think he's a prime candidate to get let go. Um, and I think the key there is going to be his defense. If his if the defense does not step up, and they and they lost Darius Slay, like they they lost a, a very key part of that defense in the off season. Like if they can't step up there, then there's there's going to be issues. Um, totally. So, we will keep an eye on that. Uh, all right. What about how about the Vikings for you? They, they, now the this team it was like we were expecting this team when they went in to uh, New Orleans to just get their their ass handed to them because the Saints were like this Super Bowl bound team, even though they were a three seed, and then they defeated the Saints in overtime because Minnesota just likes making the new orleans heartbreak um but i think right now the vikings had a pretty stable offseason overall not a whole lot of turnover they did lose michael pierce uh to being opt out uh he's opting out of the season so that's gonna hurt the middle deep the middle of their defense right now and everson griffin hit the the free agent market and is still on the market he potentially could come back to help that defensive line uh, but I know the Packers also are, are kind of considering signing him as well. Um, I don't know. I look at this team. They got well. I think the one thing that did change for this team was that they no longer have Stefan Diggs. They traded him away, and they did get. Uh, oh man, who's the, who's the guy from Justin Jefferson? Right. That's 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 the LSU guy. Yeah. Yep. That's that that that's who the Vikings drafted. Yeah. So yes. so they have Justin Jefferson now, uh, along with Adam Thielen, who kind of had a quiet year last year. Um, you now, and, and you have to hope that, you know, Dalvin Cook, you know, with his contract situation kind of up in the air, you hope that he ends up coming back, whether on a new contract or not. Um, this offense can still do things, you know, they, they had, they've had their moments and you no longer have Stefanski there. Um, and you'll see how, but Gary Kubiak is there. Gary Kubiak is known for having some really great offensive, being a great offensive mind. Um, and I, I think the big question for this team, weirdly, is the defense and how Mike Zimmer is going to kind of carry a team that uh, does still have a, a great amount of talent on it, um, but it has not performed at like peak level like it was maybe a few years ago. Yeah. Um, I, the uh, stuff with the Vikings, they're such a weird team because they are able to be relatively consistent in terms of how uh, uh, how, mu- how much they win, but there there just feels like there's something missing to take them to the next level. Yeah, it, it, I mean, like I I mean, I still I look at this team. I think they're still a legit team. Like I think that I don't. Oh, totally. Like I think that that and like we we were talking about last week, Mike Zimmer getting his contract extension. Like that was well deserved. Um, we'll see how they how they perform on the field this year. I I'm, but. Yeah, you're right. Like it's just, it, I feel like there's a lot of there's still a big spotlight on Kirk Cousins, even though he did finally win his big game. Um, mm. But there was such a drop off in the San Francisco game that you, you know, w- when is this team gonna get to the point where they could be a juggernaut? They're good and they get to levels of great, but can they be a juggernaut that can get past a 49ers or get past? Um, well, I was going to say Saints, but they did. But they you know did. what I mean. Consistently. Uh, <laughs> yes. Well, that's – yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, next up, the Bengals of the AFC North. 
So the Bengals, the biggest story of them is the first overall pick, Joe Burrow, who is returning to Ohio to lead this team and be the face of the franchise for who knows how long. This is a weird-ass team, and I don't know how likely it is that they'll crawl up from first pick again. But I think I think they have uh obviously their their future in Burrow, and with the cast around him, they drafted who a T Higgins. They've got Boyd. They've mm-hmm. got they might have AJ Green. I think they they, they do. <laughs> they, but sh- they should get AJ how, Green this year. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, how how good will he be? Um, is the question. That's Joe, right. No, Joe Mixon. Yeah, Joe Mixon, great running back. Like they've got. Uh, a lot of stuff on this offense to do cool offensive things. They don't really have a great, great defense, though. Um, so <laughs> well, that's that's the thing with the Bengals. It's like they they that was the storyline for them that last year was how even with having like the Geno Atkins and the Carlos Dunlaps of the world, like they. They had such a horrible time stopping teams that it took them like what was it like ten games until they finally were able to stop a team? And I think it was yeah. the Jets. Like, <laughs> like it's like it. They had a really really rough time um, in that in that regard. But I I mean I'm not necessarily I I mean I look at the secondary. I don't see it being like a terrible secondary. They did add a lot. They added a few uh, guys from from Minnesota. Uh, in fact. Uh, in, onto their onto their secondary, um, they uh they have Von Bell uh, came over from from the Saints, uh, yep. you know so that you know this is it, it is like I I don't I don't think that this team's gonna be as bad this year on defense. Um, I think that they did get better at near the end of the season, which is why they ended up go- having like I think it was like three wins at the end because that, that all happened near the end of the year, um. Mm-hmm. I think that's how they kind of got past that. And I don't, I mean, I don't, I still don't think about this team that the, like the quarterback was the big issue for them because no, like, it definitely wasn't. Dalton, Dalton was not that bad. Like he was, he was, <laughs> but I understand you want a change of atmosphere and Joe Burrow is such an amazing talent from his years in college. It just it makes sense that the, that they, they went with him. And yes, like you said, it's this offense is going to be uh, very exciting to see how it goes. Um, Ravens. Uh, that was like we talk about the Ravens very lastly for the AFC North. Um, I the Ravens are I I'm a little like turned off by the Ravens. Not not in the sense that they're gonna be a bad team. Not at all. They're gonna they're gonna probably be top two three AFC team. I'm a little turned off because Lamar Jackson's on my radar a bit. Um, he's <laughs> like because like he's he's so insistent that his team signs Antonio Brown. Um, I've been seeing that. <laughs> and, and like, well, and like it's, it's that. And then he had like the, like the trust Trump, like or trust Donald or whatever fucking tweet that at Donald Trump, or whatever. And it was that, it was just like, there is so, there's so many questionable things with that. And that is, it, there's those things that are terrible. And if they sign Antonio Brown, I'm like, I'm, I'm not, I'm going to not really root for this team that much. Um, But, but um, what I will say though, is that Lamar Jackson got voted number one, the number one player in the league uh, in the top 100. uh, uh, Yes. A few days ago. Um, That was surprising because 
Patrick Mahomes was fourth. <laughs> like <laughs> he was like he was below. I think it was uh, Donald and uh, Russell Wilson. Like or so, so there's, Russell so, Wilson was two. Donald was three. Yeah, yeah. There, there's the other other two guys there. Look, that not that all those guys are not great players, but come on, Mahomes is Mahomes the star of the league right now. Yeah. Um, but. I, I mean, this team, though, got better in the offseason. And you, you support, one of the big things you point at is the fact that they got Calais Campbell from the Jaguars. That's that huge. Was, that was such a big – for a fifth-round pick, it was amazing that the the NFL allowed that to happen. Like, they, <laughs> they're, they're going to be able uh, to have that. And, and, before, and before Campbell for a fifth with Nick Foles for a fourth. Uh, oh, boy. <laughs> Did, have you been hearing that? Have you been hearing that this offseason as a Bears fan? <laughs> Maybe a little bit. <laughs> um, I I think the big the big thing with with the team is its wide receiver core, and and like that's like the big question is like you you do have tight ends for days that are gonna you're gonna be able to rely on, but like the the wide receivers could be better. Marquise Brown didn't have the best year, uh, but you know had his moments. Um, I I, I mean. The, but I, I just don't think Antonio Brown's the answer there. Oh, Antonio Brown's not the answer. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I think the the Ravens are a really stacked team on defense and on offense with the combination of Jackson and Mark Ingram and J.K. Dobbins getting mm-hmm. the rookie start and J.K. Dobbins definitely taking over for Mark Ingram uh, after this year. Holy shit. This team is going to be deadly. And it was already deadly, but it's it's going to be deadly. Uh, they're gonna they're gonna come down in efficiency from last year for sure, just because they were scoring at an ungodly rate that just can't be repeated. Right. But they're still gonna be a a, a very good team, and if they can figure out their playoff issues, <laughs> they'll uh, they'll be good to go. One last thing, I Mar the we I really want to see what the impact of losing Marshall Yonda is to this team, mm. the longtime guard for them, because uh, that was a big problem in the playoff game was that the offensive line kept on collapsing, and losing a veteran like that, um, an all star, they made an all pro in in Marshall Yonda, uh, might might be problem might, might be a problem for them, but we'll see um, how that plays out. All right, uh, next up. Uh, we have the football team. Washington. The football team. The Washington variety. The Washington football team who... Hold on, I'm going to sneeze because this team apparently gives me allergies. <laughs> sneeze is past. Um, <laughs> uh, there's, this is a weird situation in a lot of cases. They got mm-hmm. Chase Young, who is going to make a big impact right away. They have Terry McLaurin, excellent wide receiver. We saw a bit from Dwayne Haskins last year. They have a stacked running back room, all of whom are not, except for maybe Geis, not the, not like an upper tier. It's weird. I don't think this team is going to do very well. I I agree with you. I and what we we've talked about this before. I. Where I stand on this team right now is that I don't think they'll be a playoff team, but the front seven, or or maybe more specifically the defensive line, is freaking insane. 
because you not only have Chase Young, and that's that's your number two overall pick, but you also have Jonathan Allen, who you've drafted in the past. You have Ryan Kerrigan, who's been a long-time player on that team. You have Monte Sweat, who's played really well for that team. Darion Payne, another first-round pick for that for that team. Like those are five really pretty decent defensive linemen totally. that are that are going to be on up front, and you do have Landon Collins still. Um, at safety, um, and Ronald Darby at, at quarterback. Now you've picked him up from the Eagles. Um, so, and, and, and you got Kendall Fuller back, uh, from, uh, after you uh, traded him away to get Alex Smith. Um, so this team, I think defensively is in a decent spot where I think that they could maybe do be a little bit disruptive. Um, what on the offense, it is a big old wait and see. Cause if guys could be <laughs> what we thought he was going to be, and Haskins could live up to his first round pick degree. Then okay, maybe this team does have a shot. Yeah, but I, I there's agree two. With that. There's two, but there's too many questions. There's too, too many, many questions uh, across the board um, that we are we're just not too sure about. Especially with the we, we look at the stability of the organization as a whole as well. Like how is that? How is the distraction of that going to play a factor um, as well in in this uh, in the, how you guys how, how they play out in the field um so all of that's gonna be a huge factor moving forward um all right the g-men do i even need to want to talk about my my stupid team um <laughs> the giants the giants <sighs> I, i'll just i'll just say this i think that they i mean they're I really don't like Gettleman. <laughs> I just don't. The it's fact me. It's Dave. <laughs> it's Dave. He's just... It's really unfortunate that he is such an old school guy because the way that he has structured this defensive line and, his, and the front seven generally is just to create a whole bunch of big players, big boy players, get, get a lot of hog mollies all up in there. But what the like, fuck is that? That kind of... You need more versatility in the in the front seven nowadays, but that you can't just have giant human beings take up a, a, a line and expect but it to be successful. The, that's the name of the team. I I, I, I get it. <laughs> I, I get that. I, I get that whole full heartedly, my friend, and it, it, it hurts me deep inside knowing that that he's trying to ride that ride the name right now on that sense, but um. But like I, I, I like I, I we'll see how Jones progresses. I mean, he had a nice start, kind of fell apart near the end. He needs to stop throwing interceptions. Um, that you don't know. He needs to stop fumbling the ball. That's that's that. I think that was. I think that's that, what I actually meant because I forgot yeah. how many interceptions he threw. He, but he yes, th- you're right. He only, he, he only threw the, like twelve <laughs> fumbles. And I say only only yeah. twelve. Twelve isn't that much for a rookie quarterback. Yeah, no, it was it was the fumbles. You're right. I forgot. Yeah. I forgot it was the fumbles. Um, but and then but like and then like Saquon Barkley, I just always worry about. Like I I think that he he's great and I think he can continue to be great. But I, I worry about him behind an offensive line that just lost Nate Soldier, who was a bad player. But like that's more depth that that just that is lost on this team now that he's he's opted out of the season. Um, I don't know. I don't have faith in this team. 
I am at the point where I think this is going to be a last place team again. I feel like every single season people are like, oh, no, don't just watch out. It's going to be a second place team, first place team. Don't don't watch out. You're 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 underestimate every year, every fucking year for the last three or four years. Where has that gotten you people like yeah. <laughs> it's not it's not happening. I'm not saying it's looking good for the 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 blue people. But you have the benefit of <laughs> fucking least... Avatar. <laughs> yeah, um, you have the benefit of at least of playing in the worst division in football, where if the Eagles are injury ridden again and the Cowboys fuck up like they like they always do, and Daniel Jones has a decent season, maybe there's something there, and maybe that would be more likely if you had Odell Beckham, gentlemen. right yeah like i mean i how's your how's your bill peppers doing uh not great i I mean i i don't even remember him from last season i mean i know he's i know he's there i know he's exists i don't even i just don't even remember him existing last season i mean look the wide receiver group is in not as bad of a shape as i um thought you know like from no, last Shep- year's shepherd like, tate uh slayton who, who i think is uh slayton uh, slayton's accent could have a could have a nice breakout yeah and then you have ingram like i mean like and, and if, and ingram of course you have to worry about his health but like that team as a whole is like it, it's pretty like the weapons are solid and if daniel jones could play well it's great i worry about the offensive line and i worry about the defensive line um and like the yeah. front seven especially you know i like i even and, and the secondary the secondary I'm not, like I, I look at it and i'm like I don't know. This is this new head coach. Look that great, and, but, and they, they lost Baker too. But this is the other thing. They lost fucking Baker because he fucking robbed a bank with a Seahawks cornerback. Yeah. Like, what the f- like? Whatever, yeah. Whatever the situation was, I don't even know if it was a bank. But fucking, he's on the accept list. Yep. Like, <laughs> oh god, it frustrates me. I haven't had a good Giants run in a while. Thank you for that. Uh, bless. <laughs> I I don't know why I'm thanking you, but thank you. Um. <laughs> Uh, let's move forward here into, oh God, I'm losing my list here. Okay. Jaguars. Let's talk Jaguars. More frustrating team. (laughs) Yeah. What the hell Jaguars? Remember 2017? I think the good place cursed the Jaguars. (laughs) And I've talked, I've talked about this on the podcast before. I think Todd Coughlin cursed the Jaguars. Well, they did, but like, uh, I, I, I'm sure I've talked about this, maybe not in this podcast uh, specifically, but there, uh, when the Good Place seasons one and two were going on, the Jaguars were bad, and the the show, rightfully so, made fun of how bad the Jaguars were. And then in twenty, uh, the twenty seventeen, the Jaguars decided to be good, and then it made the show's jokes kind of funny. And then in the next season, the the season started airing in the fall. Um, Jaguars, Jaguars had a, uh, had a decent start. Um, but there was, there was, uh, uh, a joke on the good place, uh, that Maya Rudolph's character said, the Jaguars are actually good now. Uh, Blake Bortles may or may not be a good quarterback. Jury's still out on that, but they're, they're, they're winning a lot of games. After that point, I, I don't know how long the losing streak was, but it was at least an eight game losing streak for the Jaguars. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and they haven't really won much since. And they haven't really won much since. So I'm not saying the good place cursed the Jaguars. You might, you might be able to the... count on the hand. But but I mean the the poor decision making and trading away your entire uh uh season winning defense 
may not have helped either. Hmm. I mean, the the bright side is Minshew is a fun character that the 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 that embodies the the chaos of of Floridians, and DJ Chark had a nice <laughs> breakout. So they're they're combined. Put that. Them and Fournette, who isn't great but is decent enough, it they could they could do some things, but they just they just don't have the personnel right now to do anything. And I'm surprised that Tom Coughlin and Doug Marone are still around. Like I'm, I'm legitimately surprised that Marone has a job this season. Yeah. Um. I mean, I don't really. I I look at Marone and I'm like, I don't. I I never really see him as a terrible coach, but I I understand getting rid of him. But, uh, yeah. And what I don't understand is is keeping Dave Caldwell at this point because it's like, dude has has not had a good draft class in a while. Like, why are we? Why are we keeping him around? With that said, though, Josh Allen was a rookie last year, was drafted by him in the first round, um, and had a pretty kick-ass season that was parallel oh, to yeah. Nick Bosa. Uh, and it was kind of surreal because I actually like looked at the uh, at, at, we were just talking about the NFL Top 100. Uh, Nick Bosa was I think like 17 on the list, and Josh Allen wasn't even on there. Dude's underrated as hell. Um, he played. He's he played very very well on the team. Um, I, I mean that in terms of defense, like that's really the highlight right now. You have Joe Shorebert, who you just got from for the Browns, and Miles Jack. You know, you, you those are all guys that you're hoping can be successful still. Um, but I mean, yeah, you, you're you're you got rid of a lot of your hallmark franchise players. AJ Boye is not no longer on the team. Clint Campbell's no longer on the team. Jalen Ramsey, right? <laughs> Ramsey, that's from last year. Like, yeah. I mean, like, I and even the wide receivers. Like, you, you look at the list right now, and like, there's some that could do well, but we don't. Like, D.D. Westbrook had his moments, but like, was like okay still. Regardless, D.J. Chark had his moments, was all right. D.J. Chark was great last year. Yeah, I he he, he had he, his yeah yeah. He definitely, he definitely was was had like he he definitely had a good connection with with Minshew, but I just I don't know. I, I it, there's a lot of questions there. They did draft Chenault from Colorado. Um, they also got Tyler Eifert. <laughs> I forgot about I that. I forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, me too. Um, so that's a thing, I guess. Well, I Leonard Fournette, that dude's that's that dude is now I feel like overstaying his welcome with the Jaguars. Yeah. I'm, I'm uh, DJ Chark did have a thousand yards last season. Fun fact. He did. He did. Why did I say Westbrook first? I don't know. I the, the Jaguars know. wide receiver situation just uh, is confusing it's, enough. It's to Chark me. and then it's Muddy. Yeah, Chark is the number one. Yeah, yeah. Chark. I, I forgot. I I just forgot about Chark. Chark's existence altogether. All I guess. It's but okay. yes. <laughs> but yeah. No. He, yeah. So that. So at least if you could get some more production out of that, and Leonard Fournette cannot be terrible. Um, I don't know. This is the, this team is not going to be up to snuff with the other three AFC South teams, though. No. Speaking of, one of those teams is the Texans, and boy, oh boy, <laughs> has Bill O'Brien been put on the fucking barbecue and roasted, perfect with barbecue <laughs> sauce. Um, he's he is like good old Texas barbecue. Um, he, I I, I don't know. I you I I think every accusation of like he did a really bad deal with DeAndre for to, to get rid of DeAndre Hopkins is like 100% valid 
Absolutely. I, I will, like, I, I totally, like, anyone who criticizes, criticizes, criticizes Bill O'Brien as a GM, I get it. I totally do. As a coach, I would still stand by Bill O'Brien as a coach. I just wish he had someone above him that could maybe tell him not to fucking cross the freaking... Not to trade DeAndre Hopkins you know. for a bag of chips. Yes. Yeah, they're, they're, they're a pretty good bag of chips, though. I don't care if they're barbecue, Bill. David Johnson wasn't worth it. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, but You have two I, D Johnsons on your team now. I think that the Texans could still be a, a, a good team this year. I don't know if they're going to win the division. I, I've kind of backed off of that but i have so much faith in watson i really love watson he's oh, he's so much fun to watch um and we, we we've we raved about him so much um but like you have the two you got the johnson brothers they're not brothers but they're both johnsons um yeah and you got fuller uh you, you got brandon cooks there now you got randall cobb you got stills like you have all these all these players here that I mean, it's not none of them are DeAndre Hopkins, but still can keep the offense afloat. Uh, the big problem will, though is is the secondary though. I I, I, I will trust it. I will say this: they they don't have their the stalwart defense that they once had. Um, yes, I will say this: if Will Fuller is healthy the entire season, then I won't I will I I won't care about the Hopkins trade because Will Fuller will be unstoppable because when he is healthy and when he plays a full game he is an unstoppable man Mm -hmm. but he never stays on the goddamn field yeah yeah and it's it's frustrating because you because you see the talent and it's always there but this is just a player who, who who can never deliver that consistently and if it did if he did holy fuck but he, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I know, I know. It's, add that, it's add so that with 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 Cooks, who had a bad year last year, but b- before that was extremely consistent in all in every situation that he was in. Mm-hmm. It's not doomsday for this team, but you still traded away the I would argue the best wide receiver in football. Um, do you know that? Um... I just I just realized I, I wanted to say something during the Jaguar segment, but I, I I forgot to, and it just related to wide receivers that uh, need to be on the field more, or at least uh, in this case hasn't been on the field in uh, seven seasons. Do you know that the Jaguars had a first? Do you know about Justin Blackman? Do you know, do you know who I'm no. talking about? When I said that. No. So Justin Blackman is a first round pick from the Jaguars back in 2012. Okay. Uh, had a really great start to the to the season, to the uh, to his career. Uh, then only played four games in 2013, and I think from then on he had been suspended by from the NFL. I don't know for what reason. Again, he is still to this day on the roster, but has been suspended every season since 2013. Mm. It is 2020. Let us let that sink in. <laughs> They have hung on to him for so long in the hopes that maybe one day it, it Why? has I, I I don't know. 
I don't know. It's I just I just I saw that and I was like, wait, are you kidding me? He is still on that team. I remember them talking about him back when I like really started getting into football in like 2014, 2015. For as long as I've been into football, he has been on the Jaguars. And he has not I have not seen him on That's the Jaguars. Wild. <laughs> I just I just like I, when we were talking about the Jaguars earlier, I saw that and I just forgot to say it initially. It just blows me away. Blows me away. Um Let's uh let's move on here to you want to talk about the the Saints the Saints. I'd love to about talk it. about the Saints. The Saints who uh, three years in a row seemed like the the team that would make it to the Super Bowl and make everybody happy, uh, and then they had heartbreaking playoff losses three years in a row. One of which inspired a rule change that didn't that didn't stick. They just said, "Here you go, Saints fans, stop yelling at us," and then took it away because it was bullshit. Um, <laughs> yeah. What what more can you say? This like top to bottom, this is one of the most consistently stacked teams in the NFL. They have a great defense. They have a great quarterback. They have a great running game. They just added Emmanuel Sanders to be behind Michael Thomas, the other one who I would maybe consider the best receiver in football. You you it's hard to see where this team goes wrong so often. And it just they just can't they just get so unlucky where it counts the most. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're... <laughs> Absolutely. Like, I, I, other than maybe the 49ers, this is the team to beat in the NFC. Yeah, I, I mean, it's... And you will beat them in the playoffs. That's... <laughs> that's how it's been. It, it it's definitely um it, it's definitely surreal um that how this team kind of crumpled at the end um it was it was like the offense kind of slowed down a bit um and uh and it's the defense kind of started to give way a bit um but it was still i mean it still has been a very strong team uh you know, throughout almost everything else. Um, and I, I mean, I, I think I, I, yeah, I mean, I think the only thing I, I can't, I can't even think of a, a single roster spot that I'm really worried about because now you have, yeah, you have Emmanuel Sanders now with, with Michael Thomas pairing them up. Like you have, you ha- Cook, like you that was that, that's and Latavius Murray. Yeah. Like you still, you still have all of these factors here uh, you mean the def- defensive line is always going to be great with Jordan on it. Uh, I mean, maybe, maybe there. I mean, you have Demario Davis who had a standout year last year, um, as well. Like, I mean, secondary might be the issue. Maybe, maybe some concerns about that. But then you have got Malcolm Jenkins, Jenkins from the from the Eagles, who hadn't who hadn't played amazing recently, but you know, is still a, a really good had been really been a really good player at other parts of his career. They could definitely play a factor, you know. Um, yeah, I, it's I, it's this is this is this is how insanely deep though this NFC South is. The both South divisions, I would have to say, are really freaking deep because yeah. I I really like it's hard to find. I mean, you have the Jaguars and Panthers as being like Panthers. I think still have the potential to be decent Pan- this year. Pa- Panthers Panthers are going to be better than the Jaguars. Right. Jaguars, I think, yeah. are just going to be... They're probably going to be a mess. But, like, everyone yeah. else, like, all... I think every other team... Tank for Trevor. 
is still going to be very good, you know, yeah. <laughs> like, and, and so it's going to, I'm very curious about all that. Yeah. And it, NFC West is the only other division that I can see being the, uh, being the, the most, uh, NFC West is the most stacked. Yes. No, I, I, I agree with that. I, I, I agree with that. Um, let's, let's talk Falcons now. Um, the Falcons, I, oh boy, I forgot that they changed their uniform. <laughs> They did. Gamer chair. I, I just I just pulled it up. I like I keep on loving that you refer to it as a gaming chair. That's so it's funny. the gamer chair. It's the Shadow <laughs> the Hedgehog uniform. This sh- oh my god. God, can that be canonical? That'd be great. It's, yeah. We have did, to who who drafted Shadow? Um, oh that Mans- Mansfield did. That yeah, we we did yeah. already assign stats to him. I, I would love to do a segment at some point soon. Where we assign a video game mascot to be a mascot for an actual NFL team, I that feel like seems sh- appropriate. I feel like Shadow would be would be kind of perfect for this for this Falcons team at this point. Yeah. Um, but regardless of us, you know, crapping on their uniforms a bit, um, this this is like this is the this is Dan Quinn's chance. He got his second chance because his team started to play well near the end of the year, um, and. Like this is his opportunity to now deliver a product that's worthy of at at the very least get into the wild card round, um, and offensively, I think they're in really good shape. I mean, they always are, but like Matt Ryan continues to be a great quarterback. Uh, you do have you know Julio Jones and Calvin Ridley. Uh, and that didn't, didn't they draft someone too, or pick up someone else from during the off season from in terms of wide receiver? I mean, I know they got Todd Gurley. Like that was that was their yeah. big running back. Uh, they got Hayden Hurst for tight end. Ah, that's it. That's right. Yeah. That's what, okay. Yeah. So that that and Hayden Hurst he had he did not have that much of a standout year with with his two years with Baltimore were not really uh very standout. But uh, as a first round pick, I mean, that's still he could definitely deliver uh totally. who knows and um i mean they, and they're gonna get both their offensive linemen that they lost back uh for this for the start of this year i mean uh, I mean, obviously we'll, you know barring and opting out or another injury knock on wood um it, it's just gonna be the defense it's the defense that's gonna be the concern all the time with this team right. um when it, when it comes to you know can they have like i mean they got dante fowler from the Rams, uh, and they, they still have Grady Jarrett, who's who's excellent on the, on the front line. There, like um, they still need to see something from Takaris McKinley. Um, you know, it's it's just interesting. Do they, they draft in the first round? I forget who they got for the first. They draft in the first round. I forget who it was. Let me look that up. Yeah, because I I remember. Um, I, I I just oh AJ Terrell that's why because it was like one of those guys that was like un, kind of under the radar wasn't really considered yeah. as a as a big time player so that adds to the secondary though because he was a great cornerback uh, for for the Clemson um mm-hmm. and you know like if this team could finally step up and be the Dan Quinn defense that he's always wanted and the offense could be the way it is uh, look out Saints and look out Bucks you know <laughs> Matt still... Ryan is Matt Ryan is going to ball out this year. Yeah, like that's with his supporting, with his supporting cast, he's going to ball out. I think current Todd Gurley is better than last year's Devonta Freeman. Obviously, Devonta Freeman was not who he could have been last year. Um, mm-hmm. and, ne- not, and neither was Gurley. But if Gurley can do a little bit, uh, and even just a little bit in the passing game, combine that with having 
Jones and Ridley, and I'm I'm a huge fan of Calvin Ridley, not just because he's on my uh, uh, championship winning dynasty team, but just in sure. general. Um, and add a Hayden Hurst. This is going to be a great offense. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's it, like I said. It's, it's just the defense that you you need to see step up. Yep. Um. Real quick, NFC South news. Uh, Lashawn McCoy, uh, is now a Buccaneer. Has signed with the Bucks. Was really quiet last year. In fact, I think was inactive for most of the playoffs uh, with the Chiefs. He was. Yeah. Um. So we will see how Lashawn McCoy uh, fares. I though. saw. I saw Shefty tweet out. Um. Like, oh, this could be the starting five for the Buccaneers, but and it had Lashawn McCoy as the running back. But Ronald Jones is going to be the starting running back. Yeah, Ronald Jones. I don't know. Ronald why Jones would... is better than Lashawn McCoy right now, which is weird to say, but no, no. I mean, he had a better year, than Ronald Jones, uh, yeah. last year. I don't. I, I think people are looking at the name a lot more than the product that he's put out um, recently. Lashawn McCoy just so. isn't good anymore. I'm sorry. <laughs> that shouldn't be yeah, hot taking. No, but... it, it's. No, it's not. It's not. I mean, if, if he was good still, he would not have been inactive as as often as he was yeah, uh, in, exactly. at, near the end. So we'll see how, how all that fares. Uh, all right, moving on to the AFC East. Uh, we talked Pats and Bills last week, so let's move on to the Dolphins. The Dolphins are going to have a quarterback competition between Ryan Fitzpatrick and Tua. Obviously, everyone knowing that Tua is going to going to be starting by the end of the season the question is just if Fitzpatrick is starting mm-hmm. I don't know how to feel about this team they they acquired Jordan Howard and Matt Breida as running backs in the offseason which I think are both great ads Jordan Howard I still have a, a huge soft spot for uh, since he started on the Bears and I think he still has a ton of talent and is going to be a great rusher for this team mm-hmm. and being overlooked a lot um Yeah, this is this is such a, a weird team to talk about because you don't you don't know what all these new pieces are going to do essentially. Yeah, and, and I think the big question that's over over the this team is just Tua. Like, is Tua gonna yep. is Tua Tagovailoa gonna be like like is he gonna end up starting the first week because he was cleared recently to play? Yeah, I'm, to I'm not practice. worried about his I'm not worried about Tua's health at all. Um, you know, but is he, will he be able to, uh, play the same way that he did before the injury is going to be the big question. Um, I, I mean, I, I mean, I think we all would agree that the Dolphins are still a year or two away from really competing, um, at this point in like a major setting, but I think you, you have at least reached the next step where, okay, you have a little bit of foundation in basically every single corner of this, of this roster it's still not great like none, i don't think anything really is still great for this team but no. it, you, you you see a foundation being built in, in in a lot of a lot of the places um like it's not it's not the like the black hole that was last season uh i don't think going into the season like it's 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 they're in a little bit of better shot better space this this time which is what you'd want out yes. of a team that's rebuilding <laughs> is some improvement from the year that they are starting their rebuild. Um, and let's talk 
Jets, and I know that we waited almost an hour into this podcast, and we have not talked about Jamal Adams. We are going to now, uh, but uh, before I even touch on that, let's look at things from the Jets' perspective right now and where this team is, because we, I think one thing that was kind of surreal about the Jets last year was that we all kind of viewed the Jets as just being a crappy team as they usually but, are but they went seven and nine so so but even without like you basically take away the 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 last four losses that they had they down the stretch they went seven and five you know <laughs> like <laughs> the they, they went they their last 12 weeks of the season were they went seven and five and that included only two losses to the previously winless Bengals and to the ravens uh <laughs> you know, so the Bengals, yeah. that, that's a, like two different, you know, points of view of having lost to the Bengals and the Ravens. That's a little two different right. worlds type thing going <laughs> on there. Um, but this team, I think what was really underrated about this team was its its defense. And they have, and, and they, it's not like this team still has a bad defense. I think they still are pretty good up front. And in this just Jamal Adams trade, uh, they got uh, Bradley McDougal, who had been a starting safety for the Seahawks, who's actually pretty good. Like yeah. he's not—he's not a bad player. So, no, 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 no. And it's, it, the, considering the fact that the Jets got that plus two first-round picks, like I think the Jets fucking—I don't want to say annihilated the Seahawks, but I think the Seahawks got good some good value there. But I think they fucking kicked ass in this trade, the Jets. Yeah, um, good, good on the Jets. Uh, yeah. It's hard to—it's hard to dunk on this trade. Yeah, um, but I, I guess the big question is going to be the offense. Sam Darnold had his issues. Um, and, he had mono, and he had mono. <laughs> we forgot about that. Uh, but he, uh, he, he's that's he has some inaccuracies at times during during the season, and I'm curious to see how he improves. Le'Veon Bell needs to improve. He had a really rough time behind the offensive line, and and it's, it's supposed he, it's supposed to improve this year. Yeah, and he Le'Veon Bell uh, up until last year always had a great offensive line, and now mm-hmm. he can't do what he usually does because the offensive line is worse. Right, because well, because the thing is, what what made Le'Veon Bell so great and fun to watch was that how patient he was behind mm-hmm. the line. He can't be patient when the when the defense is getting through <laughs> the offensive line easily. Yeah, um, but. Maybe with the addition of Bakai Becton and maybe some just general improvement across the board from the offensive line, things could get better. We'll see. Can you imagine this team led by someone that isn't a butthole? <sighs> yeah, that's, I mean, that's the thing. Like, that, I mean, if I had to look at another guy that could be fired in this pandemic season, it's it's maybe Adam Gase because of maybe his likability is down the drain. Um, yeah. With that said, though, like Adams, Adams was blast. Jamal Adams was blasting Adam Gase mm-hmm. uh, basically as he was as he was leaving the building. Um, but Le'Veon Bell kind of it sounded like Le'Veon Bell. I don't know necessarily was defending Adam Gase, but it made it sound like he w- was going after Jamal Adams for like trying recruiting him to the team and then leaving uh, dropping uh, a hat. Um, yeah. So I don't know, like. I, I I do believe. Oh, and by the way, Frank Gore's on this team. Um, oh yeah, <laughs> he's he's still around. I, yeah. I so I just I just don't know. I'm at a point where I don't quite. I Adam Gase, he has good ideas. 
in execution, they're not good, and he just doesn't have a good personality. But we'll see how he if he maybe adjusts this year. I don't know. Um, and the wide receiver core, by the way, Denzel Mims is going to be. Uh, I think he'll be an underrated star for this team to replace, especially totally. to replace Robbie Anderson. Like, yeah, he'll be he'll be good. Uh, okay. Uh, moving on to the NFC West, uh, and uh, we did t- we 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 did touch on the Jets a lot on this on this last trade. We'll talk about the Seahawks in a bit, but first, let's talk about the 49ers. 49ers, other than wide receivers, 49ers are the an insanely stacked team. Great defense, uh, decent play from quarterback, uh, as good as you need, and as good as you need with Kyle Shanahan running it. Two great running backs. Raheem Mostert got uh, an extension. They uh, made amends so that he wouldn't uh, uh, like hold out or anything. And him combined with Coleman are going to be amazing for this team. Big questions at wide receiver. Debo is not going to uh, be able to start the season. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I, I think because because of an injury. Um, they drafted Brandon Ayuk early, so there's a chance he could. Uh, he could fill in a role. They still have Jalen Hurd, who they drafted last year. And then obviously they have one of the top end tight ends with George Kittle. Still have Richard Sherman on defense. The, this team and Nick Bosa, this team is not to be trifled with. Javon Kinlaw. That is the guy that they drafted, I believe, with the DeForest Buckner pick. Yeah. Um, that is, and he was a very highly ranked defensive lineman for this draft. Like if he plays, he has the production that that Buckner had. Even though they trade Buckner out away, like holy crap, this team is still good. Um, they did lose Joe Woods, uh, who was a significant uh player, uh, a significant coach on the team, um, I should say. Um, but that's, I mean, I that was really their only like massive loss. I mean, Manuel Sanders, yes. Uh, hmm. is is a, is a big loss as well, and Debo Samuel. We'll see how his health pans out, but I I think that when we looked at this roster last year at this time, we did not think that this was a Super Bowl caliber team. This is a Super Bowl caliber team, <laughs> like and, and because it, 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 and especially since this is the roster, most of the te- people on this roster made it to the Super Bowl uh, this past year, and I I don't see that slowing down. I think this is going to be. Um, not a lot of turnover for this team, and that's I think it's going to be a good thing for them uh, moving forward. Uh, all right, Seahawks. Uh, so as we mentioned, they now have Jamal Adams, which is freaking insane. Uh, so that is he's basically now going to lead the new era of I guess the Legion of Boom, like Legion of Boom 2.0, I yeah. guess uh, if you want to go with that. Um, because I mean, they they have a young secondary that, that is working pretty well for them, um, you know. And I think the big problem with the team is they they lack really good pass rush, um, but they I mean they still have some decent players, um, you know, on the team. I mean, obviously they still have the greats in Bobby Wagner, you know, and KJ Wright, you know. But I I think Bruce Irvin is is back on the team now too. Uh, I believe he, so, yeah. Yeah, he was uh he he was with them in their Super Bowl run initially, um, you know, and so the I think really like I I have some questions about like Jerron Reed is like I think the best defensive lineman that they have right now. 
I'd be curious to see if anyone else really stands up and has a kick-ass time. Uh, but that pass rush is a little concerning right now uh, for the Seahawks. Um, and I, I mean, with that said, though, like I, I look at the the rest of this team, it's still kind of stacked the similar way to last year. Um, I I think that they'll still be good. Um, you know, Seahawks usually are. Um, I, they they drafted uh. Jordan Brooks for a linebacking role, um, but I, I, which was kind of surprising because, like, I feel like they they lack they still lack depth on like offensive line as they usually do, <laughs> <laughs> and also just just generally like um, like they have DK Metcalf and they have Tyler Lockett and like that's gonna be kick ass for them. Uh, they're running back, and and they have Greg Olson now. Yes, I I, I and and they have Luke Wilson as well, who's who's done well for them uh, every once in a while. Um, I just the running back situation's all over the place to me, because you have Rashad Penny, your first round pick that hasn't done anything. You have Chris Carson who had a pretty good year, got actually on the top one hundred, um, but is you know like who knows like he he hasn't really shown to be like like the number one running back all the time, and then you have Carlos Hyde in the mix there as well. So like I just don't know the running back situation. That Chris very Carson. Much, you, th- you think it's gonna be Chris Carson Ab- all the way? Absolutely, absolutely. And I think Chris Carson's gonna really, really uh, be solid in the in in the role. Okay. Yeah. I. I. I mean, I'll. I'll try. I'll try to trust. Trust it. But like it, again, it's that. That's just always an issue with them. Is getting it. Is getting that running game going, especially with the offensive line not always being the strongest either. You know. Um, that's the thing, though. It's it's worked out for them running the ball. The, like pretty much Pete Carroll's entire coaching career for them, running the ball well, mm-hmm. and stopping on defense, and then asking Russell to bail them out whenever they need to, and Wilson always does. <laughs> right, so that's what I mean. Like the running, the running game only works for so long for them. I know. Like, it, I, you need someone that could be a little bit more. I, I, I just, I feel like I, I need to see more from Carson to really be convinced that he's going to be like the guy for them. Yeah. You know, I think and, I think Carson will do enough, him. combined with Russell Wilson being the type of player who can put the entire team on his back and win the game. Yeah, yeah. I think the Seahawks. I uh, I obviously they got second in the division last year. I think there's a chance the Seahawks take it from the 49ers. All right, interesting. All right, so we'll see. We'll see how that goes. Mm-hmm. Uh, last two teams. We'll go, we'll go through them quickly. Let's start with the Raiders. Yeah, we- I didn't even realize we had another division. Holy fuck. The Raiders <laughs> are in a new city in beautiful Las Vegas. Um, their stadium looks like a like a toilet seat, but uh, and that's kind of how their games felt last year. <laughs> but they have a they have some decent pieces. I think that Derek Carr is an all right quarterback. Josh Jacobs is a fantastic running back. Uh, they added Henry Ruggs. Did they do much on defense? Um, they, uh, they didn't, I don't know if they drafted high on, on defense. Um, I, I actually, I'm not too sure. I don't, I don't think they really did a ton. Um, so they oh, they got Corey the, Littleton from, from, they got Corey Littleton. They got, okay. They got Corey Littleton from the Rams, which is, that's a pretty good, uh, guy to get. Um, yeah. I mean, uh, they got from a, there, it's a like quick, you got Quikowski from the Bears, who I liked last year. 
that's right yeah he yeah he had he had some good good moments there yeah um so there's there's some pieces here but this this feels so much like like eight and eight is their ceiling like they're gonna be a between a six and an eight win team uh they also drafted uh d yeah damon arnett uh was their was their second first round pick okay. um i i mean it seems like this team is just trying to become as offensive heavily as possible oh um, absolutely because you got they, they they got henry ruggs uh to be like their basically their lead uh wide receiver along with having guys like Algalore and renfro and tyrell williams yeah they there's they got williams Key and Keelan, and then was it Keelan Doss like the really like the guy that everyone loved from like yeah from preseason and stuff yeah um uh uh Darren Waller too and yes Darren Waller had an amazing year with and Jason Winnen Jason Winnen's with them mm-hmm. on the team uh and and then jo- Josh Jacobs like I think this the offense is gonna be really good this year and I think they have they still have one of the best offensive lines. I think I mean they get, got Rodney Hudson holding down the holding down the center like he's the, he's their best offensive lineman in Rodney Hudson but they have, still have Trent they have they have Trent Brown now who came over from the uh uh or or, the, or he 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 came over last year for them um from and and didn't have an amazing time but he did relatively well the guards are good uh Gabe Jackson uh incognito which I I mean uh, who knows about that but um like overall, like I like the offense is gonna be do well, and then you you do have Max Crosby who had a breakout uh, year for the team, and and Cleveland Farrell will see if he he breaks out eventually for them. So I I mean you got you got some players, you got some players here. It's it's the foundation started to really be like built for the Raiders. They got close last year, and I think they got better. So like it's like I. Could they, I could they be the seventh seed? It would not surprise me. It would not surprise me for the Raiders. Um. Uh, and last but not least, the Chiefs. I mean, we, I mean, I don't, I don't mean to dismiss the conversation. We could we could talk about the Chiefs, but I think we all kind of know the Chiefs are great. Like they're Patrick they're, Mahomes is the highest paid player. He has Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill and maybe Clyde and uh, Sammy Watkins and uh, Michael Hardman and Demarcus Robinson to throw to. Uh, yeah. The defense is better than given credit for because they, they just pay Chris Jones. They still have Tieran Matthew, Kendall Fuller. They are a great team. They won the Super Bowl. <laughs> and they didn't change much going forward. Yeah, it's it's really like they, they're, in, they're in really good shape. They did lose Fuller. Kendall Fuller is no longer Oh, they lost Fuller. My bad. Yeah, he's, he's, on, he's, on, he's, on Washington. he's with Washington. But... Regardless, the the team is still really strong throughout. I think yeah, like maybe maybe the cornerback situation could be better, but they they were fine the way it was last year, and I'm sure they'll be they'll be good this year. Like it's yeah. it, they're 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 destined to just continue to dominate. Remember uh, in the playoffs and, when they were down by ten points every game, and then won each game by at least ten points. I'm not worried about their defense. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. All right. Uh, let us close out the night. Uh, we were going to talk Joey Bosa's extension. It, it happened. You guys could look at the details. Um, sure. <laughs> the uh, let's close out the night here with uh, the 
some more roster assignment stuff. Uh, this week we are doing the uh, Phoenix City Phoenixes. Who will um, rise from the ashes. Yes, uh, that Reborn. was uh, our good friend Matt L's team. He's, so that's a different, completely different Matt. Different Matt. A different Matt from all the other Matts that you guys Who have we've, interacted with. We play D&D with a lot, but... Yes. <laughs> I haven't had much interaction with him outside of that. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Um, yeah, so this is the Minecraft team. I'm, I'm excited about this. Yeah. Uh, we got the quarterback is Steve. Uh, so what do you think for this one? Uh, you, you you take the lead on this one because you're more of the Minecraft uh, that's, person. That's fair. Uh, so, I mean, Steve, I think Steve is like, I, if we want to go the Mario route here, or we did another player like this where I feel like it's, it's going to – offensively defensively ball handling like all that's really dependent on who's like like who steve is because steve could be mm-hmm. anything steve could be a builder steve could be someone who combats some of steve could be uh the explorer like they, there's you as steve you can be whatever you want steve to be so yeah i i mean i think that we could just make it even across the board uh like a like a number like maybe we could do zeros across the board or we could do uh something else <laughs> zeros across the board would be interesting i feel like that i feel like steve is is the type of character to do that with yeah i i'm in agreement there so you want to do it yeah let's do it okay cool all right next is playa from saint row uh i don't saints know, row i don't know playa that well so i'll look it out <laughs> i believe they're just oh it's 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 the player character basically um, it is. Oh, I see. I see what you mean. Um, yeah. so <laughs> you know what I remember. So I, I, I think I remember. Uh, when Matt drafted, he he specifically was thinking President Playa from Saints Row Four, which is you play as the president and do a lot of batshit stuff because that's what Saints Row is. Okay. Okay. So that's so that's our maybe that should be our uh, our our be- our benchmark yeah. for this. Um, um very. I'm I'm gonna say like very on the offensive side. Saints Row is a GTA type game. Mm-hmm. Um. So like driving weird shit happening, very aggressive. So I think offense is gonna be very high for this character. Yeah. Like like maybe a four. Yeah, I I think th- I think that's fair. I mean, I was thinking that maybe like they're they're I I was thinking of leaning towards the ball handling side of things too, leaning into that. But I, I'll I'll go with you. I'll, I'll we'll do offense. Okay. Do you want to do uh three, three offense minus two defense minus one ball handling? Cool, that works. Okay. Uh, this is our running back, by the way. Steve is our quarterback, running back, playa, and now we have another running back in Dry Bones. From the Mario series. So this is like... Dry Bones is interesting because it's like... Have we really looked at Dry Bones as a, as a character that moves fast? We have not. I mean, because like, I feel like... I mean, Dry Bones definitely has the durability to withstand like people tackling him. He maybe True. falls apart for a second, but he gets back up. You know? Um... You know, he has the durability for it. I just don't know if he has the speed. Like, I feel like, weirdly, like, he's both offensive and defensive. Okay. 
But I also like. I mean, ball handling would be. It would be weird to give him a, a low ball handling stat. But like at the same time, I feel like that's he, fine. I think. Yeah, he he mixes really like as a, I feel like it's both an offensive and defense. It has strengths and weaknesses on both sides of that. Okay. Do you want to do two offense, one defense, minus three ball handling? Perfect. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, next up are three wide receivers for this team. We're starting off with Peabody from Portal. Uh, one of my favorite games. You uh, play Peabody I, for me. I played as Peabody. Uh, you played as Atlas. Um, when we played through the yes. the co-op mode together, uh, I always have to mm-hmm. because one, it's the it. I I like Peabody's design better, but two, they represent mine and Chris's height and width proportions. <laughs> <laughs> hey, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> You're short. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sh- I'm short and subby. It's fine. I know it. I I, I, I understand. I, I, I get it. Um, but like so, yeah. But so Peabody, I would definitely say has like like the the jump power for a wide receiver. I think yeah. he has the the arm length for a wide receiver. I mean, this is a strong offensive and I think ball handling character. True. I would even be fine, like, do you want to do three offense, two ball handling, and tank the defense? Yeah, I mean, because I feel like I feel like Peabody is... I, I feel like Peabody dies with a click of a button by GLaDOS. Like, true. You know, like, also true. Like, so <laughs> it kind of fits. I feel like that fits it. Yeah. So three offense, uh, negative five defense, and two ball handling. I think I know which stat is going to be high for this team. <laughs> yes. Well, yeah, we've 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 uh, we've discussed it that we think that we have an offensive heavy team here. Yep. Um. Next but... up is next up is for wide receiver is Kamek from yes. Mario. Uh, the 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 Magic Koopa. I you know what's interesting I I I recently I've been playing I I've been playing Paper Mario Origami King and and Kamek is among the characters that you uh that become your partner eventually um mm. and Kamek what what's interesting about his story at least the way that you portray it in this game is that he he is very much he's very smart he's a very smart character that does not get the appreciation he deserves from King Bowser um. And I wonder if, like, I, I feel like as a wide receiver role, especially on the broom, could be fast. And I think he will be one of the smarter players on the field in terms of where, in terms of route running, yeah. um, in terms of uh, determining where the ball, the tra- trajectory of the of the ball, where he needs to be in order to get to that ball. I think he's going to be, like, he may not be the most talented between the three wide receivers, but I think he's the smartest. Okay, so how do you think that translates to stats? I think that we go... I think he... I think it would be one offense, three ball handling, negative four defense. Okay, I'm cool with that. Because ball handling, I think, like adds like he, he can handle the situation well. Yeah. Kind of, if we want to justify it in that sense. Um, cool. Enderman. Enderman, also from Minecraft. Uh, this is yes. an enemy. Yes. Uh, yeah, teleports. You, you go, he does teleport. Yes. He, he that te- is true. They, they teleport around. They uh, You don't want to stare at them for too long. Otherwise, they're going to get pissed off. Um, maybe more of the more irrational players um, on this okay. team, potentially. But... Uh, uh, certainly runs fast if 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 like if angry enough. So like, 
Like, I, I think that you could definitely... I think this is, like, a good, like, two on offense uh, situation, and then, like, we can figure out the ball. Like, he carries things all the time. I, I don't know why we're gendering the Enderman. They they carry the, the uh, like, items around a lot. So I feel like ball handling yeah. would be on the strong side, too. So we could do, like, one for ball handling and then negative three for defense. I am so sorry, Matt, for your really <laughs> for bad your defense. defense score. I, I, we really apologize ahead of time here. <laughs> that's that's uh, fine. It's how, right. how how things are playing out. Alright. Donkey Kong. Donkey Kong. Okay, so from the Mario slash Donkey Kong series is... Mm-hmm. Donkey Kong is big. He's going to have some defensive power. And uh, is relatively on the slow side. And that's kind of maybe why he's on, on the offensive line. But I think that protectiveness is going to go into maybe a higher defense stat. He doesn't really use tools that much. So I think, the, I think ball handling is going to be really bad for him. I'd be fine maybe doing, um, like, one offense, three defense, minus four ball handling. What do you think about that? I like it. Let's go. Let's go cool. with that. I like that we've made the offensive line kind of a mixture into the defense. Like, I think that... that I, I think it, so, too. It works, it works really well, I think, overall, when we're doing these stats things. Yeah. Um. All right, Piranha Plant. Piranha Plant, also from Mario. This is an interesting pick for O-line because it's... Uh, it's it's like very protective. You don't really want to go near them, but they're easy to kind of kind of pick off. So I think this is gonna have more average stats. Okay. Um, maybe. I like I don't imagine ball handling being a strong stat. <laughs> no, I was maybe thinking minus two ball handling, two defense, zero offense. Okay, I'll take Does that. It. Work. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. All right, uh, Zangief, who I need to look up. <laughs> we both, both of us go immediately. Oh yeah, uh, Zangief was the was the dude from Wreck-It Ralph. <laughs> oh, okay. So you then, He's... if you watched it, then you know it more. <laughs> well, Zangief, Zangief was just the guy who um, uh, he he told Ralph he was like, just because you are a bad guy does not mean you are bad guy. Oh, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> trying to cheer up, Ralph. I, I, I see what you're. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah. So dude, this is a a massive boy. This is a big boy. He's big. Looks he's like scarred. he can punch the shit out of people. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Has scars all over him. Um. He's gonna add some offense for sure. Yeah. Well, I, yeah. I was even gonna say defense, but yeah. Um. Well, I mean, if those are going to be the two, I think then we, we could just lean into that. Um, sure. Uh, if we want to. If we want to do, like, uh, I don't know. Uh, like, if we want to do two, zero, negative two again, like, but yeah. so switch the offensive defensive stats. Yeah, I think that I think that works for him. Yeah. Okay. I have no idea. Uh, we're on to defense now. I have no idea how to uh, stat out the character Dig Dug from Dig Dug. <laughs> <laughs> I this is, was one of my favorite picks of the whole thing so I was just like wow how in the world are we going to do it so we what we learned about Dig Dug um, was Dig Dug was actually one of the draft like he was high enough where he actually was part of the draft episode uh, where we, yeah. we announced him and then you, you slaughtered the pick <laughs> <laughs> did I? you I did forgot. yeah but well so so Dig it's Dug's weird. thing is that you gotta like go try to defeat enemies. Uh, you dig into the ground, and then it, uh, uh, in some cases you can like have this pump 
that can like blow up enemies. It's weird. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know how that translates to defensive prowess. I mean, maybe there's something that like, I, yeah, I wish we asked more questions. There's a part of me which yeah. is like at the moment that we were like, wait a minute, can we? Can you get? Can you describe to us a little bit more about what makes Dig Dug defensive? I mean, is he like going to dig into the ground and open up a hole for these defensive players? That, there's a chance. Monsters? Are that, they? Are are you? Are you just gonna be like blowing up monsters as they try to approach? Like, is that something yeah. that like I, I guess that's a dig dug mechanic where like he just goes after monsters and like blows them up before they can get succeed in whatever they're doing. I never have played dig dug, so I just I am. There's not much more to it than that. It's an old. I, this arcade is all game. Gu- guessing game for me. Give the high score. Yeah. Uh. So I mean, if we want to at least give it a little bit of a defensive stat and then like not I want to do two and then minus one minus one okay because that's all I can think of two on defense and then negative one offense ball handling okay and now what about you You, I think you know plants versus zombies I love plants versus zombies legitimately uh, one of my favorite just like maybe top Maybe top 30 games of all time, maybe approaching top 20. The original Plants vs. Zombies is such a fun game. Tower defense style game. Um, yeah. Spadow I love is... this guy that was drafted. Spadow, yeah. Yeah, so uh, Spadow is a basically a, 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 it's a pun on a potato mine. It's, it's okay. a cute little thing. This is, okay, when I search Spadow, this, this is from a game that I'm not familiar with. Hold on a second. So that was huge. To so me. no, okay. So this one that you are looking at right now, um, that's like a full, uh, like a full person, seems to be uh, from Plants vs Zombies Heroes, which is not a game that I'm familiar with, because okay. in the actual, uh, the actual like original Plants vs Zombies. Is he just like the lo- the head on the ground? Is it's that what just he- the it's it's the mine. It's the head on the ground. Yeah. So, that's that's what I've been envisioning. Yeah, I think he wants the full body. I I I, w- I would be fine with giving him the full body because it would help his defense. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but like having like I was thinking about like having a, a a potato mine like this as a super interesting thing to um to to have on have on a team because like because like it could be like you don't see him coming and then he's he's, uh, he's sure. there and he he blows you up again both of his defense involve blowing up um which might be uh some fines there it that's it's so interesting because now you have these two elements now you have this but the, the original usage of Sabadao, which is the that he was just a mine in the ground that you don't see coming but then you have these rest of these these instances with Subadao, who is literally a giant freaking potato right. man. I don't know who's walking around. So like I I feel like you I feel like in a way you want to factor in both things. Uh, maybe the having the main thing the fact that he can blow up, but like I I think that I think you you play both hands there as much as possible. It would would that be something that you would just have a decent defensive stat with? I think you would just have a really good defensive stat because it's not um like there like there are plants and plants versus zombies that actively attack 
the enemies, such mm-hmm. as like the the standard pea shooter, you shoot peas at, at the opponents. That's more offensive. So Bedao is used for defense. It's like okay, the zombies right. get to this point. This is where we stop them. So bad offense, bad ball handling. I would even go five for defense. Oh, okay. I was thinking Just four, because... but go for it. Let's do it. Okay, uh, we can do four. We can do four. Okay, four four for defense. Four for defense. Let's do four for defense, and then negative two offense and negative two ball handling. Cool. All right, Blaziken. As the Your kick, boy. we're on the kicker now. Blaziken uh, is one of my top three favorite Pokemon. Love it. Um, it's got shit defenses, so that's going to be uh, like at least negative four. Who's um, <laughs> the shit? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's 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 really bad defensively, but it's got great offenses, uh, and then it's it's the kicker, so it's, it's going to be good at uh, good at ball handling as well. So you want to do like two offense, two ball handling, negative four defense, if that's if if you feel strongly about that, that or do you want to do a stronger offensive stat and really take the defense, or like I don't know, like how do you want to balance it out? Um, it's good. Good question. Blaziken, I feel like, would add to the offensive stat. However, and this is gaming a little bit, um, we only have a minus three total for the offensive stats right now. So, I don't know. Just, just, I go with your heart with that with what Blaziken is, and we'll deal with the rest of it later. Since Blaziken is a kicker, I feel like ball handling should be prioritized. So I'm going to give a one to offense just because Blaziken is an offensive Pokemon. Okay. And then let's do, let's do a three to ball handling and we can minus four the defense. Final stats, uh, 12 on offense, negative six defense, negative six ball handling, which it's, it's so weird how these teams are playing out. I'm, I'm wondering if there's going to be a team eventually that has one super tanked stat and then two relatively solid stats because we haven't had that yet. Right, right. It's all been one stat raised, two stats lowered. Uh, right, yeah, because it's, it's it, it, we've kind of gotten uh we we've been it's been defense then offense uh or offense then defense then ball handling and then we're like back to offense. Yeah. Um, so in this in this division, we have a team that's pretty average, like uh, not not excelling in one area or the other. We have a team that's excellent on defense. We have a team that's excellent at ball handling, and we have a team that's excellent uh, plus on offense, but so bad at yeah. defense and ball handling. <laughs> right, right, yeah. So, I mean, we like I said, this is this is we will we will work towards. Uh, we could definitely work towards like maybe maybe even sitting down with Matt and like seeing if we need if he, if he I I mean hopefully unbiasedly I I'm sure he will be um, yeah you know looking at this and maybe thinking like how how things might be able to execute um like we could do we, we could do some like preseason games quote unquote with the stats as the way True. they are just yeah. to see how it goes and if we I really feel like... want to adjust adjust we'll adjust. Yeah, I just I'm I'm just thinking about it now and with with the fact that everything is everything lives and dies by a d20 having a plus 12 in something it's it just feels like too high of a percentage lot. to to get variance for we a could, game. We, maybe like we this. could cap it somewhere. Maybe yeah, we, we can could, we can cap it at like, we it, it, it doesn't necessarily have to be 6 like the player stats are. 
but we'll see, we'll see we'll 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 see what we'll see what happens. Yeah, like we could have like a general like you could have the stats the way they are, but like generally speaking, like teams can be like like okay overall like this is gonna be more than this, but like let's say like seven is like the max offensive stat or something like that, or eight yeah. max offensive stat. That could be something that we discuss. That could a, also a be day. you know what you know what that could do. Um, and I know this podcast has been going on for a really long time. Uh, and this may not be interesting okay. to anyone listening, but what what that could do is it could um, it could just be um, uh, injury insurance. So if a team goes above plus seven or plus or plus eight, if we said a plus eight being the the max a team can go, and right now his team's at twelve, and they lose a player with with uh, let's say they lose uh, let's say they lose player and the the offensive score goes down three from twelve to nine, and then they're at nine but they're still at eight like that that helps with insurance i guess yeah i i yeah definitely like we could we could we can kind of maybe just keep track of it a little bit and be like like we know the we we know the real number is 12 but we're gonna give this team a seven to roll and like if one team leaves as long as that number does not fall below seven they'll continue to roll at seven yeah like so to speak uh yeah uh, but we have kept we have kept you long enough. Those are your Phoenix City Phoenixes. We are done with the East Division. Yes, yeah. So we got the Western Division next week. Will be the Anaconda. Don't want to mess with the Mountaineers. Um, we got uh, it, it, it's gonna be uh, like this is gonna be another I think offensive heavy team. Oh, I definitely. Um, so we will we will see how that plays out. Maybe this will could be maybe maybe this will end up being like a ball handling strength of a team. I don't know. Yeah, we'll see. We'll we'll, we'll see how it goes. Uh, but anyways, guys, thank you all so much for tuning in. We'll see you next week. Uh, for well, that's my ending line. But regardless, next week we'll be, <laughs> we'll be doing we'll be doing more uh more of this, and maybe we'll do that uh, NFL mascot idea for the for with the with the gamer uh, gamer characters, whatever. <laughs> um, uh, we'll we'll see, we'll see how it goes. We'll see. Uh, but anyways, thank you all so much for listening. See you next week. Good night and good ball. Virtual Ball Boys has been brought to you by Team Chaos Productions. Find us on Twitter at Virtual Ball Boys and find more of our work at Team Chaos Pods.